0: How are you, mate?
1: Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? How was your lunch?
0: Um, what, today? Yeah. No, it was, you, it was nice, lunch? it was nice. Although I did make a nice artichoke starter for Jordan, which he didn't like. He, didn't, he appre- didn't like it? He didn't appreciate. He basically said it was, tasted like onion. Tasted like onion? Well, it doesn't taste like onion, so. Oh. He
1: you
0: know. basically said it had the texture of onion. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't like the texture of onion, which is not true. They're just soft. Hang on, artichokes
1: are very different. From from onion though, yeah,
0: they did not taste anything like onion. And he basically, I right, right, lovely ciabatta, mm. just toast. Butterm- do you put you do you don't put butter on ciabatta, do you? Would you let me finish? Sorry. For God's <laughs> sake! So you you cut your ciabatta, right, mm. you then drizzle oil over it and roast it in the oven for ten minutes mm. with a bit of garlic. Really, do just you do that trick where that. you
1: you chop a bit of garlic and yeah. then like rub it on the um. On the, on the ciabatta, on the ciabatta, yeah, a bit of a, a garlicky, bit of a hint, as of a, <laughs> a, a suggestion, as you yeah. Like to so say. when you
0: roast it as well in the oven mm. with the ciabatta, really helps. And then you get some artichokes, bit of a uh, bit of lemon zest, bit of chili, bit of garlic, bit of uh, bit of mint all together, bit of pecorino cheese. How can you not like that as a starter? But you know, everyone's critic these days,
1: aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, hence why we're doing this podcast, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm Alex. And I'm I'm Henry. Uh, we sort of got this idea for this podcast. Like... I know,
0: I didn't get it. You, got, oh. you had the idea.
1: Well, yeah. Okay, I had the idea and I basically forced That's ten minutes to do with it. Do yeah, l-
0: well, let me just say this. I'm a political novice. I've only just started caring. But Alex mm. has been, been very involved or very interested for a, a period of time. So basically, I'm just here... Because he doesn't want
1: to do a podcast on his own. Yeah, basically, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I am. I've never done a podcast before.
1: Well, welcome. Welcome. And
0: uh, again, you're not a novice. you. no. You're doing it
1: for no. You. Um, um, yeah, but, you know, it's a first time for everything.
0: There <laughs> is. There is a first time for everything. I'm ready. Let's,
1: you ready? Let's do it. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about a couple of topics today. Um, we, we had a little lunch meeting, didn't we? Yeah, that ran over a bit.
0: Not, it wasn't to do with the artichokes or anything. It's a separate. No, no, this, this is a separate uh,
1: meeting. Um, yeah, uh, it's about what was going to feature on this podcast. Was not it? Yeah, I
0: think we want to do just things that are, you know, um, sort of happening, happened in the last week, essentially. I don't, mm. uh, you know, and that can then. I mean, there's
1: never, with... there's, n- there's, not been a podcast like it that's come out. Uh, well, no, no, well, I, that's I, if thing. not, that if I think, you know.
0: Well, what's so good about our podcast is neither of us really know what we're talking about, <laughs> which is why people should listen to it.
1: Yeah, they could they can stumble through. Well, hang on a minute. I do know what I'm talking about some things.
0: Yeah, some but things. they can stumble through it with us. We're not. Mm. We haven't got any insider knowledge. No, we're we li- don't. We just
1: list. <laughs> li- we just, li- we just, we just what, read BBC News. <laughs> well, I, I read other news websites. as well, yeah, okay. like the Guardian. <laughs> Exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right then. So uh, let's start with a topic that you're more. Uh, au with than mm. me that's the energy crisis
0: well there's a reason I'm more au with it and it's because yeah so,
1: so if you want to talk about it you can well, I know no, you're personally feel, connected
0: to yeah, it I feel like I'm going to burst into tears oh mate no <laughs> so basically I, I was working oh I've worked oh. in the energy sector now for a couple of years um, and obviously there's a, a crisis at the moment if you hadn't noticed mm. and essentially meant that the company I'm working for at the moment um, went into administration on Wednesday. I probably won't be employed for that much longer. Um, but it's it's essentially, through mm, I'd argue no fault of their own, really. Mm. Um,
1: so tell me, what why is this energy crisis happening?
0: Well, there's a, there's a sort of a myriad of reasons. Essentially, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say there's really one defining factor. There's there's a few. So basically, Putin likes to fiddle with the taps because he. He does control a lot of the gas supply into Europe.
1: Is there just like a tiny wee little tap in the Kremlin? Just and, and Putin like wakes up, he has yeah. a shave, and he's just like.
0: He looks at a photo of Angela Merkel in the mirror, and it, sometimes when he wakes up, he, that, it, that pisses him off. He <laughs> thinks so I'm going to slow it right down. <laughs> um, no, it's essentially over Nord Stream Two, but that's a bit of a different story. Okay, so, so
1: Nord Stream Two is pipeline that Russia are trying to build, right?
0: Yeah, so Mm. Russia are trying to build a pipeline through less politically sensitive areas Mm. like Ukraine, um, which is very politically sensitive, which they already have a pipeline going through. And Nord Stream 2 sort of cuts that out. It Mm. means that it's uh, of no risk of them being cut off. And it allows them to also be a more dominant player in in the gas market as well. So, yeah, essentially that's one of the reasons. Another reason is a really cold winter in, in, in Asia has meant that they're taking a lot of the gas supplies as well or putting put a bit of stress on the on the supply. And also COVID, you know, it basically COVID has meant that mm-hmm. people's d- demands have gone way, way up since last year and um, it's just sent the price sky high. It was mm. about 50p per therm. Um, What's a therm? Oh, that's a lovely Is it question. a unit
1: of measurement?
0: Yeah, okay. let's, yeah let's go fine. with that. Let's sure. go with that. And it's now about, well, it topped out about £4 a therm. Um, so it's now, gone up by
1: eight times. Yeah, eight and, times. but
0: now it's, it's hovering around six times. Oh, right. um, what it was, um, and so what that means is that the reason why now energy companies are going bust from that is because they have to stick to the price cap that so the government sets. Yeah. Um, which means that the prices don't get too high for consumers. Mm-hmm. But it essentially, means that it's like in a supermarket. If they were buying a pint of milk for one pound a pint, but they're being forced to sell it for twenty p. And obviously, that's not going to work. Yeah, if you're a milk not sustainable yeah, you're going to go bust. Mm. Um, and one of the annoying things, well, well, one of the things that really annoys me about it um, is that Quateng, the business secretary, doesn't really seem to care. He doesn't. He's not. Doesn't not asked about saving suppliers. He's cutting deals with everyone else, with the glass mm. industry yeah. and all the other industries to save jobs. But energy industry you can you can seem that's, that's interesting.
1: That's C- interesting because obviously, like if you're a free marketeer, surely what? that is just the sacrifice you make. Companies go bust. Companies
0: do go right. bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. So, so, okay, but it's not a free market, is it? Because they're making us go bus. Yeah, it's true. Exactly because of
1: the cap. <laughs> yeah. It's because of yeah, the cap. And um, and also, if they're if they're bailing out uh, like uh, they did steel, British steel, like yeah, years ago, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And if they if you said they're bailing out glass companies mm-hmm. in the, for for saving jobs, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's interfering with the free market.
0: And all essentially, all that they're going to have to do is. Um, Send bailouts to bigger companies because what's going to happen is all these smaller companies are going to go bust. Am I many. right thinking
1: there's a there's a big six? Yeah, in
0: the energy. So there's six big six of the big boys, but you know there's fifty others or something, and if fifty of that all fifty of those go bust, and they all those customers have to be moved to British Gas or. <laughs> um, Eon, they're not going to be able to afford that then. And then, so they, what is the government going to do? They're not going to let a big boy fail, so they're going to have to bail mm. them out. What mm. they're doing is just pushing it down the road slightly. And my, the founder of my company um, was in a meeting with Teng Oh yeah, um, like about a week ago, crisis meeting. This is inside track. Oh now, bit of knowledge.
1: You, you, we we, uh, we misled <clears> the <throat> listeners there because we said we weren't going to be insiders. Oh shit! But now, no. carry on.
0: Well, no, I. Well, come on. I've got fingers and a few pies. No. <laughs> I know you've got fingers and multiple <laughs> pies. Um, yeah, but apparently Kwarteng said, oh, I can't believe that the the price is close to a pound a therm. And at that time, the price was £2.50 a therm. So he doesn't even so know. So clueless. He just doesn't even know. He doesn't even care. I, I really think it's just one of those things where the government sees it as not a priority. Mm-hmm. Because it, it will, will be a problem for consumers, but it's not a consu- uh, consumer problem right now
1: you know yeah and so yeah. i think it's a shame well that's sort of um, a little bit uh, the story of, of what I, I consider the story of this government so far isn't it dealing with it at the very last minute you know not thinking about long term mm-hmm. you know waiting until and Boris Johnson has been described as sort of someone who literally waits until the last moment until it's catastrophic there is a catastrophic umly um Clear answer to mm-hmm. the problems; it's the only way out. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it's worked for him so far. Yeah, strictly, it's, it's just meant that I've lost my job in, in this occasion. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, so um, and I think really, what what's caused this um, is just poor regulation as well. The governments really taking their hands off the wheel, and it's just like classic conservatism. Yeah, boom yeah. and bust sort of politics, where essentially they're letting any what well, any player enter the energy market, and it means they're just not robust at all. Mm. It means that they haven't. So what energy companies do is they'll buy their energy in advance. So they'll buy it. So say you've got a million customers, you'll go to the a supplier and you say, we've got a million customers on a year long contract. Um, we want to buy the energy for this amount and, and basically hedge, hedge ourselves against the future. Uh, and that basically will see them through the winter and see them through the hard times, but what a lot, and that's prudent business, that's just obvious. Well, what if smaller suppliers don't do that because mm. they think if we just wait until the last minute and buy it on the day, we can get a little discount potentially if yeah. prices are lower and the CEO of Good Energy um, said that it only costs £10,000 to buy an energy company and enter the market. That's it. So no. I, you know, if I earn a little bit more money, <laughs> I could literally just start an energy company and start taking on, mm. um, on customers even though I've got no idea what I'm doing. How is that? This, this is a really important industry. Really, a really important.
1: It right. keeps you warm. And to be honest, I've worked... House People's <laughs>
0: Podcast. <laughs> Power's People's Podcast. i worked in the in- industry two years. It should be nationalised. You think so? I really don't see what the point of us... I, I don't see what the point of it is. I don't see what we do. We're just a middleman. We don't touch it. We don't produce anything.
1: Because I'm all right in thinking the national grid... Supply all. Supply all. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, so all the energy companies do is look after your metre... Mm-hmm. Send an engineer around when there's something wrong and negotiate those contracts with the suppliers so they hedge themselves and, you know, can create mm-hmm. better deals from that. And it has led to a bit of innovation in the market and it has helped it has helped sort of push us greenwise because that's what consumers want and yeah. it's meant that companies have tried to offer that more. But essentially we we could all be better off as consumers if the government had it nationalized and went and tried and hedge themselves on a national scale. Can you not see how they would get the energy cheaper that way mm. if they're going to the supply and saying we've got 30 million homes and we want to you know we want to try and buy it for a year how would that not be cheaper and how would that not be better i just it, i, I don't really like nationalization to be honest and more centrist i don't think that nationalizing big industries normally works but i think in yeah. this in this occasion i think it's the right thing to protection do. protection
1: of the many yeah exactly
0: mm. so that's what i think
1: well, you've given a very one-sided um, opinion, and I'm not going to challenge that because I don't know much about it. Great, um, what I podcast. do know uh, from my notes is um, that apparently, real term bills are going to go up by 30% next year, or yeah. up to 1,600 a year.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. So at the moment, what are they like? 1,200 a year? 1,200. Less than what yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, well, they should do because that's how much it costs to buy them. I don't, yeah. I, you know, just I, I just think that. Oh, that's tough. I mean, that's bad. Obviously, that's not good. Um, but you can't expect, expect businesses just to front losses, no. just to protect consumers all the time. Unfortunately,
1: yeah.
0: Um, and of course, like jobs are going.
1: Yeah, no one seems to talk about that. Mm. I just don't get that. That's the human side of it.
0: Yeah, I. Well, I, I guess that because all those consumers that still have to be supplied, that the thinking is those jobs, won't those jobs really will really just be sort lost. of move over to they're another just, company. Yeah, they're just yeah. moved. But the, the, the company that I was with. um I don't see what they're called, but they're mm. really good. They're well run yep. and um, yeah, really well respected and and had, had had hedged for the winter and had a really big backer as well, um, but they just weren't hedged enough. They weren't hedged enough for the variable contract mm. players. So there we are. I think yeah, I think that's all I've got to say on it. Still fuming, if you can tell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's very good. Uh, very good chat. Yeah, yeah, good. not too bad. Uh, should we go on to something I want to talk about? Yeah, go on. Yeah. So um, when we had a little lunch meeting, actually, um, I said, oh, I quite like to talk about the sort of uh, what's going on with the GPs at the moment." Oh yeah,
0: uh, I've got. Uh, you're gonna have to walk me through this one. That's fine. Yeah. So
1: um, basically, uh, there's a lot of pressures on the NHS at the moment. Obviously, really. Um, <laughs> you might have heard this little thing called uh, COVID nineteen. Oh,
0: okay yeah Nick, tell me about that later anyway so, what, so some on, <laughs> there's some pressures
1: on pressures on, on um yes. gps at the moment because during the pandemic no one wants to go and say the gp they are like oh i've got a bad shoulder i've got a bad shoulder i don't know yeah it's really hard and it's really good to see the gp about it but you know what i'm afraid of getting covid i'm just not going to go to my gp i'm going to leave it so now people you know the, everything is, is relaxed and uh, you know there's the perception that it's all and i use air quotes for the, those listeners over it's all over it's all back to normal that's what i think Which obviously it's not, uh, because we've still got 40,000 cases a day, may I add. Yeah. Um, And you've got people going, do you know what, I'm going to go see the GP about my shoulder now. Uh, go and get a GP appointment. It's no GP appointments because everyone else is, doing, else is doing the same thing mm-hmm. and they're trying to get the GP appointments, trying to get the GP appointments and obviously GPs are so inundated mm-hmm. um, with uh, you know people trying to get an appointment that uh, people are going do you, do you, screw this, uh, I'm not getting through my GP I'm going to go to A&E and then you've got loads of people in A&E mm-hmm. um, causing lots of pressures there's some of the, the longest waiting times um, that, that NHS has ever seen, uh, there was an article today um, about how NHS trusts are not taking uh, patients from ambulances for for up to 11 hours which is wow. sort of record-breaking time from ambulances from it? ambulances yeah. yeah so they're stuck in an ambulance which is obviously keeping an ambulance from going out and answering calls mm-hmm. so it sort of has a, a compounding effect um and basically, the, the argument uh, and the, the news that's coming out is Sajid Javid, the, the health secretary, saying, oh, no, G, you know, we want GPs to start having more face-to-face appointments. Yeah. Uh, we want uh, GPs to have you know, more appointments, get people seen mm-hmm. and deal with the backlog, etc., etc." et cetera. Now, mm. I've got a couple of, uh, you know, sort of, so th- they're also asking to scrap the two metre rule as well. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and, and the media as well are really against the GPs. You know, they're saying, GPs, you need to get back to face-to-face appointments and stuff. And, you know, one um, observation from this is a really stark difference to a year ago yeah. when we were clapping for carers, etc., mm-hmm. and um, clapping for the NHS and all of its services and clapping for the carers and the doctors and the nurses and the physicians, blah, 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 right?
0: I so, would never clap for a physio. That seems to be a waste of time. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs>
1: they do great work.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they do. They Excellent do work. Yeah.
1: Um, so there's a very stark difference to a year ago. That's that's what I'd like to say first. And second of all, we, we've also got a, a record number of GPs going part time or yeah. quitting altogether, retiring <laughs> early. And you've got to ask the reason why. Why is that?
0: Well, I think I think the answer is fairly obvious. And I went for a lovely walk with um, my cousin yesterday. Who um, is a doctor? Is a GP.
1: Okay, I was going to say. What's the What's the and, um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. She was saying how um, they, they they've been taking on more GPs, but um, six of them have left in her surgery alone, and mm. a few of them have gone part time, and it's putting pressure on. And she said that she had a mini breakdown on yep. Wednesday. She just couldn't cope. It's all it is is she's getting appointments double parked appointments, stacking appointments, doing visits mm. with more face-to-face. But there's less GPs and more part-time GPs. And it's just meaning that you can't I, do it. And uh, and why would you want to if, 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 exactly. if, you know, you can go and do something else less stressful when you feel more appreciated when you're that clever,
1: you know? Definitely, definitely. And, you know, you're right. The workload is absolutely crushing. The ratio of GPs to patients in this country is... 0.45 to a thousand. I look this up on on the Royal College GP. Yeah,
0: right. I'm not supposed to know. Is that I'm meant to know if that's shocking or not? Uh, no,
1: Have not really, <laughs> I haven't got a comparative ratios, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I do know in this country there's 2.8 doctors per 1,000 compared to in the EU where there's 3.5 um per thousand. Really? Yeah. So wow. there's a big contrast, mm-hmm. and you've got a crushing workload. You know, you've got people, and people are angry as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all being done on the GP, uh, on the GPs. And, and, and you know, since 2015, there's been 18, there's 18,000, sorry, sorry, 1,800 less GPs than there were in 2015. Okay. And I saw a really interesting tweet from Jeremy Hunt, the ex-health secretary, and he basically said, you know, as someone who tried to increase GP numbers by 5,000 and failed, so he acknowledged that he failed like he said that, you know, if you're going to have you can't just bang loads of work on existing GPs not um, give them the time not pay them the money not, you know, recruit more GPs it's mm. not going to work, it's simply not going to work.
0: So what what would you say the best way to solve this would be? Because it, I don't think, I, I don't I don't think it's as simple as to say, oh, I'll just pay them more. Because no, Because no, I think the pressures no.
1: are huge. The pressures are huge. Uh, huge, um, And I guess it all comes down to funding, isn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it? Um, you know, if, if, you, if you've got, uh, you know, yes, you can fund GP training places. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, at the end point when you become a GP, if your workload is so much pressure, which you can't deal with, you're not giving holistic care because you're giving, te- you know, Five ten minute appointments, just focusing on one problem, getting them out to get the next person in. That's not going to be sustainable, is it? People are going to yeah. be like, "I don't like this. I want to retrain something else because I can, because I've got that qualification." Yeah. Um, and it's going to again the 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 um sort of the problem is going to compound. And also, just a quick one. Um, Sajid Jarved also complain was was saying GPs need to get back to having face to face appointments, right? Yeah. What's,
0: he, so what's the problem with online appointments? So I um, like that. so that like doing everything online. So,
1: you know, what's wrong so, in Apparently they have gone about apparently about eighty percent of face face um, of appointment of GP appointments were face to face before the pandemic. And now it's about fifty eight percent. So there is a way, you know, to reduce a, a GP's workload, I guess, by going a little bit more online.
0: Yeah, do you think that does reduce it though? Because all the only mm, difference probably all, not. The only difference mm. Wouldn't it make it longer? Because you're like, can you move the camera so I can see your horrible ass you know? instead of just to go? <laughs> can you just spread the cheeks a little bit? <laughs> can you <laughs> just get your son in here and spread the cheeks? I know you're struggling, Mrs. Barity. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Baraty. laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So Sergeant job was saying, um, yeah, need to get more face-to-face appointments with GP and then he, so, so he all like that I, I can't do a, a good job but, okay. but then he actually no-showed at a Royal college gp's um, conference yeah he yeah. was booked to to um to talk and he did not face to face didn't he didn't, he didn't did not have to face face no he didn't he, he didn't, didn't, didn't even out didn't even bother oh, well, fair enough. and also i saw on twitter about um, this gp receiving a death threat mm. from some patients and you know i've seen it in my work as well nhs staff are getting lots of abuse especially frontline you know any etc of about the weights and stuff yeah and of course like this is something we have absolutely no yeah power over
0: because yeah yeah and um well it's just like you're sort of doing any customer service in that respect where you know if you're a customer which i guess in the sense you are if you're in hospital mm-hmm. you're just going to target that at Whoever you can, and that is unfortunately people on the front line. It's not right, no. and it needs to be sorted. But I just think it's such a hard problem to sort right now because there's just no, there is no money, unfortunately, to 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 do the kind of restructuring and the kind of because the NHS needs a whole remodel. It well, needs they a are whole... planning
1: to do a whole remodel.
0: Are they? Yeah. Are they? You haven't they been talking about that for about twenty years? Well, they've
1: th- that, like, basically like they have re- they remodeled in two thousand. 10, I think, or two, tw- 2012, that's right, was when the Health and Social Care Act came in. Yeah. Um, and then I think they're planning... They, Matt Hancock was planning to do another big old, re- like, restructure in 2020, and I was like, is this the time? <laughs> yeah. Um. But, oh, yeah, so... Him. they're Yeah, oh. Love him. Uh, just whilst we're on Matt Hancock, did you see that he tweeted, oh. yeah, Whiteful, bad, I got a Whiteful. UN job for climate change uh, for Africa It was funny for, uh, because African if
0: you type in... um. If you went on Google and you typed in Matt Hancock and you went to like, you know, you would get the, news. the news bit. Yeah, yeah. The first one, the the second article was Matt Hancock new job at the UN. Yeah. He can rebuild his reputation. And then if you go to the one above, it says Matt Hancock been sacked from UN job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so apparently he never actually got it. No, he
0: he never got it, but but he he was very much touting that he had got it. And yeah. then I mean, like, well, that's
1: that's foolish on his yeah. part, isn't it? <laughs>
0: And then they were like, oh, no, sorry, you you can't. I don't know what the reason was. Was it because he was like an MP or something? So, yeah. Something like
1: a technicality. Yeah. It was oh.
0: Oh. You, I also saw... Actions uh, have consequences. I saw a really <laughs> funny video of him running the marathon. Did you hear that? People were just shouting abuse at him from the
1: side. I mean, that's like, not funny at all. No. Especially because GPs being been facing abuse. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm crying. Like, I know, like, yeah, I, no, cry. I see the tears yeah. Um... Now onto, I think, a very serious subject, um, which actually... Probably uh, should have opened with. Probably should have opened with. That's okay. Is, is, yeah, the murder, the assassination of Sir David Ames.
0: Yeah. um, I don't... To be honest, I didn't really know... Well, I'd never heard of him. Can I just say that? I was front with that. I didn't... Never Mm. heard of him when I heard that he'd been stabbed. But after sort of reading a, a bit about him, he just seemed like such a
1: decent, honest... Bloke. I yeah. just couldn't believe it. He's had a lot of um, lot of tributes from both sides of the house, hasn't he? Yeah, and he, you mm. know he's been an
0: MP for like forty years. Yeah, now. since
1: nineteen eighty
0: three. Yeah, so a bit less than forty years, but mm. yeah, he obviously he isn't in the news because he's not he's not you know high up, he's not in the cabinet and the thing. But he just seems like one of those MPs who really cares about constituents mm. and just you know there's two significant bills that I was reading about, mm. you know, uh, protection against the cruel tethering act. Yeah, start animals being tethered, and uh, Warm Homes and Energy Conservation Act. I mean,
1: it's good stuff.
0: I mean, that is good stuff, isn't yeah. it? And he just seems like such an. Nice, I've listened to a couple of interviews with him. Do you today. see the one with Ian
1: Dale? I, I watched maybe like thirty seconds of the one with Ian Dale. It just yeah. seems like such a nice guy. Yeah,
0: everyone thinks he's just mm. such a lovely guy, and I just think that. What wow, that's
1: two MPs in five years. I know. I just so the one so obviously there's Joe Cox two thousand sixteen, mm-hmm. but then the la- the one prior to that was in 1990 when an ira bomb killed an mp Yeah, uh, and, and there's obviously
0: going to be some knee-jerk reaction um things that the government's going to want to put in place or mm-hmm. whatever that will be about sort of protecting mps mm. but i do think it's really important that we keep that you know where you can just go and meet your mp in a surgery
1: well like, that has to be i don't know if, i don't know if you saw but tobias elwood one to he, he used to be he, he's a conservative I don't know if he's no, he's not a an minister anymore. He's concerned Conservative MP. He was saying that we should be. He wants to call an end for face-to-face consultations with your MP. Well, which I'll hold my tongue about the GP <laughs> because we talk about Sir David Ames' death. But there we go.
0: Yeah, but isn't that just that's just crazy? Because essentially, then you've done exactly what yeah. you know, that attacker wanted to do: Dream. disrupt, Dream. just just disrupt democracy and and and. Weaken people's faith in mm. in the democratic process. We have to yeah. try and carry on as hard as it is and as scary as it is. I think you have to carry on as normal. And I think yeah. that oh, what would be worse is that maybe there'll be some MPs now or, or pe- people who are young, maybe as young as me, um, mm. sort of thinking who are wanting to get into politics and, and, and think, oh, maybe. Do you I'll, want to get into politics? No. Oh. And I think maybe you know I won't bother now because mm. it's too dangerous, and that. That's a scary thought, because then you'll get people like Manahan Hancock in charge. <laughs> it's
1: true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And you see, um, I think Pretty Patel was calling. Uh, the are Secretary, calling for.
0: Always the rational uh,
1: response. Always a rational response. Calling for more police protection. Yeah. for MPs, which I, I think is a uh, considering she's it's the second MP has been murdered in two mm-hmm. years. A, a reasonable. Yeah.
0: Suggestion. But I've also seen on Twitter some people calling for armed police at surgeries, and isn't that interesting?
1: I very interesting um, I mean why don't the MPs just wave down a bus I mean that's what I saw on Twitter I, yeah. I, that's not my personal opinion I thought <laughs> it was quite
0: yeah I just I raw yeah that is raw that was raw mate
1: yeah um, but I mean you know it does it does show it does say say something isn't it they're sort of jumping and in, springing into action mm-hmm. to quite rightly protect you know elected officials doing their job mm. um and I guess this statement goes the set goes for both GPs and MPs. Uh-huh. You shouldn't be attacked or face abuse for doing your job. No, absolutely. Or, or trying your absolute best to do your job.
0: No, absolutely not. And um, you know, I've also seen somewhere that people have been saying, "Oh well, MPs, you know, shouldn't get any more protection maybe than healthcare workers or or police officers or anything like that." But I would argue that that's. Bullshit, unfortunately because gps are uh, gps because mps are you know a representation of our democracy and mm-hmm. so therefore attack on gps attack on democracy mm-hmm. so although terrorism
1: it's yeah. been labeled as a well
0: that's what it is isn't yeah. it? that's what it is absolutely. and i just and did you see also that he just sort of he committed the attack mm-hmm. right and he just stood there he just waited for the police to show up he didn't really? run Madman. i just I just don't get it. You, I can't get into the mind of that.
1: No, me neither.
0: Um, and I also don't really know what to, to do about that because obviously they, they, they just have to get lucky once, don't they? If yeah, that's terror true. attacks. And the police need to get lucky all it's the true. time.
1: Um, I also saw. I saw something on Twitter about how the parties were going to just stand aside and let. Someone yeah. which is Rightly absolutely so. the right thing to do. I think that's what they did with Maybe Joe Cox's <laughs> independent. <laughs> oh, <God>. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I did when Joe Cox died. I mm-hmm. think Labour ran unopposed. And, and I think that Conservatives should, should run unopposed in South End. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. I think they should as well. Yeah. Um
1: have you have got anything else to say about that?
0: No. I just the only thing I'd I I think it's
1: it's so sad.
0: The only thing I would probably say is that I wish that people were like um, David made the news more that I wish I knew about him more before he died because he's obviously a lovely man very dedicated to his work who loved his constituents but I'd never heard of him all I hear about is the shitbags
1: there are yeah it's true I mean there are there are lots of MPs that do a very good job and just get on with their work quietly
0: Darren Jones MP
1: oh little shout out (laughs) to your end I know know Darren though you know Darren personally he's not no no, no. I've oh, emailed him. He's couple... handsome. He sounds... <laughs> I've emailed him a couple of times. Have eh? you? Yeah. What did he? He just blanked you. He just uh, declined to come to my event. He's like, no, I can't do that, mate. Well, no, nope. no way. He sounds lovely. <laughs> he's lovely, man, I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sad about that.
0: Yeah, that is sad, isn't it?
1: Um, you know, assassination in this country.
0: Yeah, it just feels like something that's becoming a bit more frequent
1: or yeah and, and we I, I, we could go in, into why something like that would happen in this country now and explain why we think politics is so divisive these days but I think it's a
0: could do mate I can't be asked. yeah I'm it's sure a we conversation for
1: another, another time yeah, definitely
0: get on one of mine one of my hot top
1: alright then so I've got um, hence hot top culling of pigs you want to talk no, about piggies no I don't want piggies? to talk about that
0: I've made fucking notes on this I want to talk about Blair and Brown
1: alright let's talk about Brown, Blair and Brown Blair Brown Blah, blah, Uh, So I I just finished... I'm on the... I finished the penultimate episode today. So I haven't watched the end. I don't know what happens. (laughs) (laughs) I've
0: just finished it. I finished it last night. Right. And um, I just want to preface it by saying...
1: Mm.
0: I don't really remember Tony Blair in power. I'm only 23, just for anyone who's listening. Mm. Right? So I remember Gordon trying to get elected. Um, GB. Big GB. Um, But I don't remember... Obviously, I... I, I know him, and I, I do remember him, but I don't remember necessarily what he stood for at that time. Obviously, mm. no in retrospect. Um, but watching, you know, that documentary on New Labour gave me a stiff hard-on for My New Labour. My goodness.
1: <laughs> little jump down there.
0: You know what? I'm, I'm hard as a rock right now thinking about it. Bloody
1: hell, the table's coming up the floor.
0: <laughs> the, <laughs> the reason I love it... Is you
1: know, this this will be put onto other people to listen to.
0: Yeah, so. Okay,
1: so I just, just thought I'd let you know.
0: What? what other people know about my stiff hard on. That's fine.
1: For Brownism? No, for Blairism. Oh, Blairism, <laughs>
0: <laughs> So I just thought. The reason I really like it is that New Labour is just brilliant, right? Politics <laughs> of hope, right? It, it was giving me Obama vibes, mm. like Blair, especially. He, he sort of seemed like an American president who essentially tried to own the future. So he, what he did was not try and be like a Corbyn or someone just being like, oh, the government, oh shit. Mm. He he didn't really do that. He tried to set out what he wanted for the future and try and always seem like you know Britain is, is will be lifted. Will be lifted with I'm and power. will we'll move forwards. And he was an excellent orator. And I just thought it.
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah, I love him. He, he still is. And um, he is very much. He was very much the radical of the two yeah well exactly and I read I I read the start of his biography I'd never finished it because I left the book of my dad's but um he talked about you know thinking that Gorm was too cautious in his side of things and just a little bit too cautious so he wouldn't make that much of a a breakthrough and that's why he really pushed for to be the top dog
0: the top dog Mm. yeah and I just think you know um especially sort of where he was politically as well, to, to drag Labour all the way from the left there, mm. to drag them sort of into the centre. I don't think you'd really struggle these days to, well, any time, to move Labour on where they are politically, move them as a whole party and get them pushing together in the same direction. And I think that was one of his real real talents. Mm. Yeah. And um, um, sort of trying to improve everyone's lives but still give them choice... Is what's something I I really like and something that really identifies in me, where it's sort of saying, you know, we can all have you know a better NHS and um, have more money in our pockets and all that, but I'm still going to give you the choice of where to live. Mm. I'll still let you choose what school your kids go to and you know what doctor you see, for example. You know, and it's perfect. I love mm, it. It's a little I love eye. it. Yeah. I, oh, second time today, got a tear in
1: my eye. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I think it's worth pointing out that, you know, New Labour are the only uh, sort of uh, part faction of Labour that's been re-elected in in the last century. So you've been elected twice in a row.
0: Three times in a row. Three times in a row. Well, three times in a row. And there's a a reason for that. It's because Mm -hmm. it's not stodgy or boring Politics. It's exciting
1: politics. Well, I mean I, I again I saw on The Guardian. Sorry, Guardian, getting big shit out of here. Oh, I don't I'm um saw on the Guardian that it was just a headline, I didn't read the I couldn't be asked to read the whole thing. Oh episode. wow, this
0: is in depth political analysis. It yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> talks about how Labour if Labour want to win, they've got to win on big ideas. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's the it's the only way that the Conservatives could then come and beat You know, Blair and Brown was by moving into their space Mm, and and moving into the centre, and I think that is what people want, and it's almost what Boris is trying to do now. He is, yeah, because he's on the right of some issues, but he's spending big, Mm. and he's he's doing exactly what Blair did. He owns the future. He says, "All right, then, (laughs) you know, we might not have any food on our shelves, and we might not have any fuel (laughs) at all, and every all the prices might be rising,
1: but I'm going to Marbella
0: (laughs) (laughs) in the future." things will be better, and it's because of me. Mm. And all Labour can say is, oh... People don't want to vote for that, do they?
1: We could talk about the, the strengths and or weaknesses of yeah. the Labour Party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I am see that book behind you. It's so That the listeners can see. Yeah, The uh, the End of the Party by yeah. Drew La- Rawnsley. Would you recommend a read? I have not read it yet. Oh, I'm, my I'm God, trying. do you read anything?
0: Have you read the title? Excuse me. Excuse me.
1: That book above it, which is Dominic Sandbrook's State of Emergency. which That's is about, not what we're talking about. you that one. I'm replying to your comment. <laughs> so that is about the politics of the 70s, which is very interesting. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to get through that before I start that one. And what's the end of the party about? New Labour.
0: New Labour? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, New I definitely want to read that then.
1: I know. You You really will.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, I thought the documentary is really good because it shows as well how...
1: I like, can I can I ask a question? Just about Sorry, go on, go on, go on. No, no, go I was gonna say, like, do, do Blair and Brown like end up hugging or like, at the end? What of
0: the like, what make up? in the interviews? You mean? Yeah. No.
1: Oh, I'm not sure if
0: they're still. I was, sort of, wa- I was
1: sort of waiting. Yeah. That. I was like, are they gonna? Are they gonna? Are they? Gonna? Are, they, are, they gonna? are they? Aren't they? Uh-huh. Aren't they? are they? <laughs> <laughs> um I do.
0: I think maybe Alice to Camden. Gorn Brown. Not recent. Was it? <laughs> I think Gordon Brown was excellent as well. I'm not saying that well, oh, I don't like Brown. I think he was brilliant as well. Mm. But he doesn't, ha- doesn't light my fire. He doesn't give me that hard on that Blair does. Do you know yeah. what I
1: mean? Well, there's an, there's another book you should read called The Prime Ministers. And it's not The Prime Ministers by Ian Dale. But it's um, it's another book about Prime Ministers written by someone else I can't remember. But... Um, Sorry. Yeah, no. It's fine. Right. Um, but it talks about how Brown was a real like savior in the two thousand eight crash because he'd been Chancellor for lit Shadow Chancellor, it's and in then the documentary. Oh, there you go. Yeah, go on. Oh, is it? I, yeah. I've not read. I've not seen that episode. And um, he was literally the beacon of all information, mm-hmm. and and lots of world leaders went to him for advice in the world crash because he just knows so much about the economy.
0: So apparently, in the in the G twenty summit that they had, where. You know, Brown was trying to get people together from all over the world to sort of coordinate the crash. Yeah. Essentially, they had a big meeting um, in Downing Street, and they said, "Oh, they had all the world leaders around this big table, very Churchillian." You Mm. know, um, everyone was sort of saying, "Oh, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to solve this." And and they're saying, "Well, no one has a plan here." And apparently, Obama went and and it was the the French president who said that, and Obama went. I think Gordon has an idea because obviously he he was the one who was you know he did big bailouts of Mm -hmm. RBS and put them into people's hands and um, he proposed that I think it was trillion dollars in global spending to try and just give people confidence again in Mm -hmm. the world economy and that apparently did solve a lot of the issues and but it was a rod for his own back essentially there was no way I'd think that he was going to win that election no. because well, it was some, easy, some people, to, easy to blame Labour for what yeah, had happened yeah. when essentially it had nothing to do with them. It was, it, was bankers, it was the Americans. Bankers. It was the Americans, it? wasn't it? Yeah. Not Maine.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and um, what was I going to say now? I don't know. I don't know. Karen talking. I'm I
0: want to say as well that, like, that. Uh,
1: that's, oh, yeah, sorry, I, thought, oh, I remember what thought I was going God. to say, sorry. God. Well, some people say that Gordon Brown should have immediately called an election after he was made Prime Minister, basically, um, because apparently he would have won that. Sorry. He, apparently he would have won. <laughs> yeah,
0: sorry, I'm um, putting my glass very delicately back on the table. I didn't hear it. So. I don't want to. I don't want listeners to think that I'm not professional. You no, know? I'm a professional guy.
1: You yeah. are sat in a pair of Y-fronts and that's it.
0: Yeah, so what?
1: You're lucky I've I turned
0: that up brain. In. You're lucky I turned up in any clothes, isn't he is dressing up? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. Some people say that you should have called an election straight away because yeah. apparently you would have won it.
0: Well he was eleven points ahead in the polls mm. when he was three months into the um three months into being leader. Okay. And essentially if he had called it, you know. Mm. I'm not saying he would have won or anything, but he would have been in a stronger position. Strong position and because yeah. he apparently he was so close to calling it, it was like the 11th hour that he called it off. Really? It led to people thinking he'd sort of flip-flopped on the idea. Uh, and it meant that he, he basically appeared weak and indecisive, the opposite of essentially what he was, because he's, he isn't like that. He is no. a decisive guy. Mm. But it made him seem sort of doddery, and it made Cameron seem exciting. you know.
1: Mm. I don't well, th- I, well, the people say about David Cameron is that he sort of really trying to, to mirror Blair.
0: Yeah, he's giving me fat Blair vibes.
1: <laughs> With a PH. Fat. <laughs> fat. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we could talk about New Labour another time as well.
0: Yeah, let's and move it's, on. This is a
1: subject I enjoy.
0: Yeah, me too. Because, very much like I said, every time I talk about
1: it. Massive. Massive. Great big tent on.
0: Great. Oh, Children could camp under there. Cre- <laughs> not, that they, no, not, that, no, not that they would. No children involved, No.
1: <laughs> what um, do you want to talk about? Um... Well, I want to talk about the national insurance hike. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, for those people who don't know, it's a 1.25% point percentage increase mm-hmm. or a 10% increase. So currently, national insurance is at 12%. Yeah. If you add a 1.25% It's increase. a 10% increase. It's in a 10% increase. Insurance. Right. So on working class people, people who work hard, yeah. and it's being labelled as a health and social care levy, uh-huh. right? So that is supposedly ring fenced for money for the NHS and for social care. So mm-hmm. there's a couple of problems there. Number one, unless they ring fence within that ring fence um, money for the NHS and money for social care separately, they have have they? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. Then. So
0: five point four billion is going to it's health and social care. Right. So, so it's not a major percentage of it, and then the rest is going to the NHS. So how... Although is it... So hang on, hang they're, on. Hang on. They're, they're basically saying it's a health and social care levy, mm. but, but most of it isn't social care. Most of it is NHS.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's what I was worried about. Yeah. Because, you know, social care leaders have said it's simply not enough. It's been oh, so underfunded over the austerity years and the past 10 years that it really needs a massive fat injection mm. of money. Fat Cameron. Big fat
0: Cameron injection. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, it's it the opposite. No, it he,
1: he syringed it
0: out. And it's um it's something that, obviously, governments have been ignoring yeah. for you know, 20 years or so. Yeah. It's too hard. It's too too hard too of a hard. problem to fix. Mm. And it's too complicated. Um, and although I do agree that tax will need to go up to get you know, social care fixed, tax will need to increase. Do you think I so? I really don't think that... Tax? tax
1: yeah. I really. Don't. working class people? We are already you, pay national are you, insurance.
0: Are you going to let me finish or are you just going to put words in my mouth? Apologies. What I was going to say is taxes do need to increase to be able to... Well, no, you've so I'm Sorry. I'm sorry. To solve social care, but what I'm saying is it shouldn't be a national insurance increase because it's not a tax which is... Um, because obviously it's not proportionate to what you earn, then because no. it's, it's just a set mm-hmm. fee you pay that much national insurance no matter what you earn. So it means it's harder for working class people because it's taking you know more money from them. If you if you put it on income tax, then that would be fair enough because then the yeah. you know the richest are then paying the most into it. And sort of solving the issue. On the broader shoulders. But, the, but obviously the reason why it's on national insurance is because they're going to increase income tax anyway. Mm. They were being refused to sort of being... Basically refusing to be drawn into if income tax is going to increase. And it's pretty fucking obvious that it has to to be able to afford what we've been paying for for the last 18 months. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it is shit. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's right to increase national insurance.
1: Um
0: But at the end of the day, I'm kind of over it (laughs) (laughs) because it does need. We do need, you know, we do need need more money.
1: But like, we've had a really tough eighteen months.
0: Yeah, should And the government's been paying
1: for that. I have worked every single day. I know, but the government.
0: What I'm saying is that you know, furlough or whatever. I'm not saying this program shouldn't have been in place, but Mm. what I'm saying is it's been really expensive. Yeah, it's spending. Really, really spending. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, taxes will need to increase. I think no one's under the illusion that that's a bad idea, but it should be done in the right way. And I'd argue that right now, when you're taking away universal credit, you're increasing, you know, income tax and ev- all the other costs are rising. It is quite hard to justify it being on national insurance and not income tax. But, mm. you know, they seem to have got away with it. So, so far. well, do you
1: know why that is, though? Why? Because it doesn't come in until April.
0: Yeah. So do you think well, conservative MPs are not some backbenchers are not too happy with it?
1: Well, not too happy because it's completely against their ideology. Number one. Yeah. And number two, it's manifesto breaking.
0: Yeah. So they love breaking manifestos. They
1: love it. Promises. They love manifesto uh, manifesto breaking. So. Yeah. Yeah. So they they've broken two as far as I'm I'm aware now, which What's is the other one? Uh, corporation tax is going to go up. Yeah. In next year or mm-hmm. the year, year after. Um, and it's interesting you ma- mentioned universal credit because obviously. When just as a quick aside, and we won't go into it because we got topics to talk about, you got videos of Three's Coffee singing bloody karaoke. I'm having the time of my life. Yeah. When working class families are getting a eighty day. month yeah eighty pound a month cut. Or in the, the
0: father of the house saying. MP's pay should be increased yes. on that It's the very same day. It's not great for optics.
1: It's not great for optics. But um, apparently, he's. De- I don't, you, you've listened to, you're up to date with all the podcasts and everything. That uh, what podcast to. are you talking about? That'd be For the Many.
0: For the Many? For the Many. I don't talk about rival podcasts. Oh, okay. Because okay. obviously we're, <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're the new rival. But they were talking about how he's not going to stand for re election next yeah. time. He doesn't really give a shit. So he's like, he, I'll, t- I'll he, take that. And he
0: does obviously think that. And um, mm. yeah. Um, but I just don't think the timing's great, no, is it? No, it's not. It's you know, shit optics. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't really agree with it being taken away, to be honest. No. It's not that It's not that expensive for the government to keep it, it there.
1: It doesn't doesn't give me the impression that it, it's a government that's serious about levelling up. Yeah. Does it?
0: Because you're not levelling up, are you? No. Because you're taking away money that people need to eat.
1: You're pushing poor people's heads into the mud.
0: Yeah, you are. Metaphorically. No, not... Well, yeah, metaphorically. I <laughs> <laughs> not metaphorically. I haven't seen any photos yet of Boris pushing no,
1: me, his head. And neither I. No, neither have
0: I. I just want to make a quick... Go off topic, because yeah, we've, 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 we've covered that, haven't we? Go off topic. Boris Johnson was at my Who's that? primary school
1: oh, yesterday. Oh, yes, you messaged me.
0: Not yesterday, on Friday. And obviously, though, he had to come back. He got overshadowed by, you know, obviously what happened, mm. unfortunately. But... He he apparently made the promise to make world leaders uh, pay more pay more of their fair share because he he was sort of um, harangued by the students who made him promise that he would oh, make... was this
1: a primary school? Yeah, he yeah. was harangued by primary school well, children. Yeah, yeah, it was one of his like toughest,
0: a mob. one of his toughest debates. I think it sat there, um, mm. but I thought it was pretty exciting. I didn't know. So he
1: said that he wanted world leaders to pay more of their fair share to what?
0: Well, shall we move on to COP26?
1: Shall we? And we can talk I've about this a little bit no more. i no notes on this.
0: So. Well, I've done oh, a on. few notes on this. Sorry, I just hit the mic. Sorry. Um, well, do you know what the COP26 objectives are?
1: Yeah. Which are? Uh, They're to, like, stop climate change and that.
0: Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. So I think that's what Boris said. You he, he went there and he went, come on, guys, can we just, like, stop climate change and that? And they, they went, mm. Mm. very good, no. no, so the objectives are. And Henry
1: was applauding there, just to rule out any uh, <laughs> dirty imagery.
0: So the the two the two there's four objectives, but the two main ones are uh, global net zero by mid-century, uh, and to keep 1.5 That's degrees okay. within reach. I've made a note there. Impossible, right? Mm. That's not actually possible. That is we're beyond that now. Yeah. And the second one, which I think is very possible and this is Boris's big one, he's really keen on this, is to mobilise at least £100 billion in climate finance by this year. Um, and right. he went to the UN, obviously, like a month ago, was it a month ago, a couple of weeks ago now, to basically try and achieve that. If you know the infamous Kermit the Frog speech, that was what he was essentially trying to do. Mm-hmm. Say, you know, the, de- the developed nations essentially need to start paying their fair share to help these underdeveloped nations who are going to be the worst affected by the climate yeah and, and you know pay 100 billion a year in climate finance which isn't that much really if you're considering the big boys are china mm-hmm. us us germany yeah it's not that much to contribute a no. year
1: when you get all the big boys throwing a fiver
0: yeah it's like a big pot of money you know, you know when you go around you go around and everyone does a whip round
1: we can quick, easily
0: quick get rip round, whip round, quick rip round. Everyone can, you know, easily put up 100 billion. Not years to be
1: confused with the reach round.
0: The <laughs> reach <laughs> round. Well, Boris apparently was doing giving around, a re- giving giving reach, ra- reach rounds to try and get the money. <laughs> no, that is not. I don't want to be... that's libelous. We'll, get, we'll be we We've been banned in China. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, um,
0: so yeah, so th- those are the main objectives, and obviously this is something very dear to Boris because he thinks if i can did to carry did well if i but essentially is it's an obvious win isn't it if you have this it's an obvious
1: win with especially with our generation
0: yeah if you can have this big big summit where you where you make these big pledges and get everyone together and mm. you all seem to you seem to be the one who sort of made this happen yeah it's an easy it's way to win. get you know environmental mm.
1: and actually points. you know if you look look about how much time we've got someone's going to have to do it yeah and and boris boris being quite clever and being like i'm doing it i could do this yeah
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, but, I mean, I don't know if you've seen, you know, a couple of things about the COP26. Alec like Sharma, the top COP26 guy, uh-huh. a minister or something. He's been flying around the world, yeah, talking to individual leaders. Uh, can I, get, I just say... I get the necessity of that, but he's he's burning a lot of fuel, which is really expensive at the moment. That's point. stupid.
0: Uh, um, what, that's one that of comment? Those, but, yeah, yeah, that's one of those arguments where you say, oh, you know, why... Why is he doing that? That's not necessary and it's hypocritical. For God's sake, he's got to fly no, to at least make these deals. I'm being pedantic. You are being pedantic. Excuse and me. I've had about a bloody nuff. I've had enough. I've had enough, here enough <laughs> damn it. <laughs>
1: um, and also, you've got the COP26 spokesperson who was going to be the PM spokesperson, do all his daily briefings. Yeah. Um, and uh, someone.
0: Okay. Again. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: um, she was like saying, "Oh yeah, like don't wash your dishes. Before you put put it in the dishwasher,
0: don't wash your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. Yeah, I don't don't do, give them a rinse. I don't do that anyway. I think that's stupid.
1: Well, because I don't have a dishwasher.
0: No, me neither. But when I did have a dishwasher, why would you rinse it before? Just scrape it off. What?
1: The fuck no, let's is, not get what, into the nitpicky. No, I this. want to speak about this
0: quickly. What the fuck <sighs> is the point of a dishwasher? If it's not to clean the plates and the bowls, why are you rinsing it first? And I've I faced abuse because of this. I've My personal safety has sometimes been on the line because I'm putting stuff in other people's dishwashers unrinsed. Yeah. And they've just come at me. Really? Fist flailing. Jesus. Yeah. Nice. So I, I do feel passionately about this. And if I was running, I would make it a big part of my manifesto. Anyway, so what were you saying about that? <laughs> what were you saying about COP26 again? <laughs> I think that's the most passionate I've been about the dishwasher.
1: I'm surprised. Dishes. Yeah. Yeah. You've got you've got a, gl- a little sparkle in your eye. I've got a gleam out. in my eye. Yeah. Hard on's back. <laughs> oh, Christ. I <laughs> oh, was you saying about how like someone asked this spokesperson <coughs> um the spokesperson about like how does how does the average person in the household or how does how, how do we mm. help with the climate crisis She's like yeah, just Wash, dish, wash dishes, dishes, oh, okay. So dish it's a washer. bit flippant, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, not what you'd it's, expect from a again. Department. I think
0: I would, sorry, oh sorry. my
1: god, I, I did say I put it on site. I'm sorry,
0: I would, I would say essentially that, um I don't really like that argument that you know, it's a we're all we all need to do just a little bit no, less, we all need to sure. do a little bit less, and you know, we can do that, we can, yeah. we can all do that, and obviously, we give up meat. We can all do certain things to mean that we you know we, we have an impact mm-hmm. on the climate, but essentially there's a few companies that are making up like fifty yeah, percent of the true. emissions.
1: It's it's got to come from a trickle down sort of um, strategy. I if I I am vegan, I you know try to use as little plas- plastic as possible, but it's not you know. Well done, we made it an hour, and you're not sure you're vegan. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> Get fucked. Um, you know and. But me doing these little things, yeah, yeah, it's going to have a great effect on my own personal carbon footprint. And it's going to, you know, it's going to make you feel great. It, it makes me feel self-righteous. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, but it's not going to save the planet. No, no. Unless lots of people do it in large amount of numbers. Yeah. And, and, you know, for that, you're probably going to have to have government intervention. So it needs to come from a trickle-down perspective. It needs to come from legislation, policies, taxes. subsidies, taxes. Yeah. Yeah yeah exactly that's how you're going to fix it but also like you said it's also going to need to be a global effort mm-hmm. because uh, you know if the whole world's not working together we can't save the world wow
0: I think we can end on that that's beautiful
1: we've missed out no we're not,
0: not end on that just oh. end on COP26 because yeah. I thought that was oh, thanks. we can oh, just do a little bit better yeah. um, that's what like do you want that. to move on to now I need to burp yeah go on. oh, oh, nice oh god that was meaty Me- oh sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're coming up to about 53 minutes 53 so minutes to make it a round hour oh,
0: I could go a lot longer
1: yeah I know me too so do you want to do um, we can do them all let's just do them let's all let's do Culling of Pigs then ok
0: of pigs. Let's, do on, on. let's move on to Culling of Pigs then um, it's not really it's not a massive issue it's not something that uh,
1: for the Royal uh, national. not not the Royal the National Farmers Union is
0: yeah what I would say for all these it's, farmers it's not an issue that is going to be remembered in a decade or anything like that. But I think the reason I wanted to bring it up was I just think it it's indicative of the government that they don't really seem to give a shit about this. it's yeah, true. You know, um, 120,000 pigs may have to be culled on farms because of a lack of avatar workers.
1: So that is, just to point out, that is healthy livestock mm-hmm. being slaughtered.
0: Yeah, and No. Yeah. It's, not, it's not what Johnson says is that pigs dying is what happens in this country. That's, that's not, just ignorant. Yeah, because... They're killed for a purpose, essentially. Mm. I'm not a fan of what a waste. I, I eat meat, you know, mm. I'm, but I'm not a fan of just slaughtering animals for the sake, yeah. you know, just because. And essentially, it's it's not just that issue about pigs being killed because yeah. it's money out of farmers' pockets it's, who
1: struggle. It's very poor taste from Boris Johnson to say that. He, he do, I mean, at the the Tory Party conference, he, he talked to um, uh, what's his name. Tom Newton Jones, he's yeah. like a time. Ty- I think he's a Times radio guy, mm-hmm. and he, you know, the, he, he tried to ask him about this pig culling problem and pig, uh, you know, what you're going to say to pig farmers, and he and he talks about how you know, lots of pigs going to need to be culled, mm-hmm. healthy livestock, and he says, "Well, Tom, if you if you if you had a bacon sandwich, <laughs> <laughs> damn, damn, bacon <laughs> sandwich, yeah, uh, you know," and he just, you know, Tom just gives up in the end. He's like, "You're, you know yeah, because so he just
0: pushes on. It. He's going. Have you ever? Have yeah. you ever had a bacon yeah. sandwich? Have yeah. you? Have you? You know, that was a bad one as well. But yeah, Sorry, you get yeah. the you get the idea. And so, I think it shows as well that because now we're going to have to give special visas to you know, butchers because we need the abattoir. Do workers. you know
1: who um, we can sort of reel in to be a butcher? Because I know he's needing a job. Me? Oh, Matt Hancock.
0: Oh, I need a job as well. <laughs> oh yeah, you could be a butcher. <laughs> Me and Matt, we could you train together. I don't know. You I mean, and Matt Mancock. I I reckon he'd um. I reckon he'd love it. I reckon he's a bit. Do you reckon he'd grab
1: your ass and kiss you behind <laughs> in a closet? Fuck it. I hope so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, g- giving special visas to butchers. You know, they, they, you know they've
1: been. Uh, they've been granted six months' visa for EU butchers. Oh, brilliant! Fantastic! Yeah. Good on them.
0: But yeah. what I'm saying is, this ind- indicative that this is an issue after this is already an issue and the government's giving the solution after the fact it shouldn't be an issue in the first mm, place yeah. there is a government there is a government politics, there is a government department which looks at you know where we're lacking mm. you, know, we're, you know we're missing some HTV drivers let's let's you know relax the rules around that we're missing abattoir workers let's relax the rules around that this should be being done years in advance mm. not you know shit we're going to have to kill 120,000 pigs let's let's quickly just Get some boys in reactionary. And they they granted that five thousand on a slightly separate issue of visas, you know, they granted those five thousand H T V licences to um, EU workers. They only had about two hundred applications. Yeah, it's all that. 200. Because they're not why would you want to? And uh, especially when it's being withdrawn in, you know, six months or three months or yeah. whatever. I just think the government is struggling at the moment, in my opinion, to to, to deal with the myriad of issues that are and happening.
1: And also, this is sort of bread and butter work that goes on, has has gone on for all of our lives. Yeah, and you right? never hear about it. You never hear it about be, because it's never a problem. And the reason it's a
0: problem now is obviously, government's been distracted by a number of things yeah. about COVID or whatever. But and and more well, exacerbated it's, by Brexit as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's been completely exacerbated around Brexit. And it's one of those issues where because it's such a fine detail the government probably wouldn't have even thought of it long term because, mm. you know, not you know not having enough butchers, not having enough HGV drivers but it's something they really need to get a grip on really? because it's going to start impacting me as a common man on the street not being able to buy 100 sausages and I obviously eat and at least 50 many? a week <laughs> <laughs> I eat a lot of sausages, right?
1: Do you buy 100 sausages a
0: week? Um... No comment. Shall we move on to a uh, another to- one more topic? Um, you got well, any more? That's
1: all of the topics we were going to talk about today. Shit. Yeah. Um, it's a tweet of the week. Tweet of the week.
0: Should we do that? Yeah. I don't have a tweet of the week. Um, well, I do. Because I'm lazy. But you do have a tweet of the week.
1: Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Um, Is
0: it actually funny, though? Cause uh,
1: no, off. it's not funny. It's sort of satirical. Politically satirical. Oh, mm. oh God. <laughs> so. Who's it by? Uh, it's done. It's by N- Nadine Doris, okay. The culture secretary. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Obviously, a lot of contention about her being uh, appointed because um, she's well, she's written a book, so she's got to be good at culture. <laughs> uh, and also, she's also quite um, she can be contrarian. To make,
0: um, statements that perhaps I wouldn't
1: want in my culture secretary to make yes.
0: but it's it's and she's g-
1: probably going to lead with and you know sort of carry on the culture war stuff which I just
0: Yeah but the, the big Boris obviously likes that because mm. he wants to be Well, it's you. a
1: big distraction isn't
0: it Yeah, yeah. exactly mm. so what she has been tweeting
1: so this is what she tweeted this is a couple of days ago now I actually screenshotted it when we were in Tenby so
0: uh, we went on holiday to Tenby it was lovely thank you
1: anyway Nadine Doris uh, it doesn't matter where you're from, a library card is a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's a chance to escape poverty, to broaden your horizons, mm-hmm. to change your life, yeah. even. Uh, and that is... so. The, the article's from the Express. Dora's declares war on councils who close libraries.
0: So she's declaring war on councils that close in libraries. Yeah. But not, they li- don't want to close libraries.
1: <laughs> this is what I thought. And somebody's <laughs> tweeted back saying, uh, the Conservative have, Conservatives have closed over 800 libraries mm-hmm. since 2010. They tried to
0: close the library next to my house. No. We ran a big campaign. They oh, didn't, good. didn't close it in the end. Bastards. But, yeah, I think oh, it's just crazy, isn't it? About how they're now trying to frame it like the council's the problem. They yeah. can only do you know, do what they can with the money, money they've given. got, yeah.
1: Um, money given,
0: yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm looking but, forward to some more tweets. I think she'll be maybe a bit of a favourite on Tweet of the Week. Maybe, <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and um, what was I going to say? It, it, I, I think what Boris Johnson's government is very good at is distinguishing itself or separating itself from those 10 years of austerity, and mm. saying, we're a whole new government. In 2019, you almost elected a completely new government from a completely different party. Yeah. And, you know, they're not... Si- That's why Nadine Doris can tweet something like that and say, hey, nothing to do with me, gov, 2010 up to 2019. Yeah. I was, I'm yeah, different person. But now I'm in power. Yeah. Now I'm being promoted. Now I like libraries. Now I love libraries.
0: But it's also one of those things where that, that, that Labour couldn't do. And what Labour really sort of struggled with was, um, you know, when when they, when they Brown was running, he couldn't separate himself from what when actu- Blair had done.
1: When actually he could, you know, that it's almost identical, isn't it? Boris, you know, the sort of 2010 to 2016, you've got like Cameron years, um, mm-hmm. 2015 even. Oh, no, 2016. And then you've got, like, you know, the same party, but uh, and and Boris Johnson managed to change himself. But, you know, with Tony Blair and Gorm Brown, if he had just pitched himself as a completely new... He could have done the same thing.
0: Yeah, but he can do that. He can do but, it. But what Boris is so good at is owning that narrative yeah. and, and, you know, not making people think about necessarily what's important, but making them think about what he thinks is important at that time. Mm. And why are you so... Unfortunately, he's so damn good at winning elections because he is likable and he is well
1: with with grassroots and voters, not necessarily from people in his party.
0: Yeah, but what I'm saying is that yeah, he 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 can he wins elections essentially. Yeah, he knows how to win. Um, but it's just when he gets in the in power, which I think he struggles with. Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> um, right, let's see how we're doing. Um, I think we. I think
0: well, I feel naturally. I yeah, that I, that I, I'm I'm happy.
1: Well. Okay, I mean, what we're going to do... I've got it written down that we're going to do 20 questions of a political figure.
0: Okay, let's do it.
1: So I've got one already. Shit. I've thought about it before. Yeah, okay. So you can go. You're asking me the questions. Oh, fuck. Um, can I just say got a preamble to anyone who listens, that might
0: only be me and Alex, that um, I don't really know that many
1: questions. You, you know this person. Okay. Definitely. Is it a man or a woman? It's a man. <laughs>
0: Is it a Conservative? Yes. <laughs> Is it an MP?
1: Yes.
0: The are mean. they in the Cabinet? Yes. <laughs> so even I could guess, tr- try and guess the whole Cabinet now. It are, uh, um, are, uh, ooh, ah, ooh, 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 e, e, ah, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> are they, um, in, in an important cabinet post would you say
1: uh yeah really important three posts
0: <laughs> i don't want it wrong <laughs> i like dom do you not really no but i just think that um he always seemed to come across a couple of I, years I, ago as really clever and or, or at least someone that at least knew what he was doing and he seemed competent and he did seem like the natural successor at one point to uh, boris practice, and what what no well he sort of when when I heard him speak, I always mm. think he sounded intelligent, and he sort of gave off that air of confidence. And now he's just—it's all fallen apart. And now he's scrapping over a house, and he's demanding <laughs> deputy PM. Status. He's throwing
1: his toys out the pram, isn't he? But he just seems a bit pathetic. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But do you know what I think he is good on, and that's a quality because it doesn't matter whether misogyny is. Uh, a man against a woman, or a woman against a man. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Okay, you remember that, listeners? Whether misogyny is against a woman or a man, it's, it's wrong. wrong. It's wrong. Should we it, say it at the same time? It's, it's wrong.
0: wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and um, I, d- I quite like him in the in, in Well, I don't like him at all. But I just I just oh, think ain't. he's in, I just think he's interesting. Um, I mean, because it's, it's any funny job to he watch, comes into, any job he comes into, there seems to be some sort of crisis that he doesn't quite have a handle on, mm. whether it be sort of thinking that Dover not that important, yeah, or you know, any of the other. Well,
1: I mean, easier, only recently two things about him becoming the justice secretary. He tweeted about how like all the justice system's absolute shambles, like, mm. and it just makes me grip and rip out my hair because it's like grip and rip, grip and rip, my hair. <laughs> like you know. It's all to do with the funding. How the justice has been defunded, and that's why there's such a big backlog of mm. of cases that have not been done. And some and in some cases where rape rapists are not being convicted because they're waiting for so long. And it's your problem. It's your party that caused this. Yeah. And now you're claiming to be the savior. You know? Yeah. It really pisses me off. Yeah. And second of all, um, apparently in the Sunday Telegraph today, um, he's looking at an ad hoc piece of legislation to overrule. Bits of um, uh, overrule judgments that the European Court of Justice makes okay. that ministers don't like. So if the right. European Court of Justice makes a decision uh-huh. that the go- that ministers don't like, yeah. they they can use this bit of legislation to overrule it. Yeah, it's not. What's correct. that? I'm not allowed to do that. Oh, wait. boys, <laughs> fellas, yeah oh no we are allowed to do that <laughs> to yeah ridiculous
0: yeah well there you go That's, mm.
1: yeah. there you go lovely well uh, what are you doing for the rest of the week
0: um, well my company's just gone into administration so I think I'll be um, stealing as much stuff from the office as possible <laughs> um, causing chaos yeah and um, yeah there won't be any staplers left are you going are you
1: going to like um, oh, I guess there's no point in resigning is there because
0: you could like do a big I need my redundancy pay mate what are you talking about uh,
1: oh yeah
0: <coughs> you, gonna, you gonna get some get a week statutory I don't know. why would I resign
1: yeah I don't I can, know just I can
0: just sort of be there for the rest of the time not doing very much sort mm-hmm. of twiddling my thumbs and stealing all the staplers and be happy what about you what are you doing with me
1: I'm gonna set up a stapling business
0: okay um, talk to me after the show yeah t- to oh, okay. <laughs> <your> conversation yeah <laughs>
1: Okay, well that's uh, that's it from me. I'm Alex, and I'm
0: I was I'm Henry. No, I'm. You not. You still are. No, I'm still Henry. Yeah, yeah still I Henry. think so. Anyway,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, um, that's it. That's it. See you later, boys. Later.